<laughs> you know? Yeah, I am exactly. not your fetish. <laughs> yeah, you're not like a bucket list item. <laughs> exactly, I'm not a bucket. Exactly, I'm not a bucket list item. Exactly, oh, did one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, and black. Yeah, and fat. Yeah, three. The triple. The triple crown. You know? <laughs> the freaking triple crown of dating. You know. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. This is season two, episode 37 of Shooting the Breeze. Tonight, my guest is Christabel Witt. Christabel is a, a comic located here in Ottawa. Welcome, Christabel. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. So first question, um, how are you doing <laughs> during this nightmare <laughs> that we've been in <laughs> the last year? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I was hoping when I signed up for this that, you know, we'd be mostly back in clubs and things like that. But obviously, we're pending the red zone here in Ottawa. Um, so I'm doing so-so. The, like, lockdown number three, I would say, hits a bit harder. Um, and then, yeah, last week, my cat and grandma passed away, yeah. like, right oh, I'm next so sorry. to each other. Like, what a... Yeah, you had quite the week last week. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild. Um, but yeah, things are things are going still. How about yourself? Uh, they're they're going. Like I found the the last one really hard. I found all of it hard actually the whole the whole yeah. year. But I find that like this the last one like from Christmas to a few weeks ago was uh, harder than before. I don't know why. You know, maybe it feels yeah. like we're never going to get out of it. And this is what it, this is what it's like. This is how it ends. Sort of thing. I know. You know? Yeah. It gets hard to exactly. feel optimistic and to look forward to stuff, you know, because we're just in this precarious, you know, lockdown, red, green, orange. Whatever. Well, we haven't been in green. In a long time. Yeah. I don't even know what green feels. I don't know what green, green is anymore. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's been, it's, I, it's been, I find it's, it's been hard. I've, I found it hard, you know, try to keep myself busy and, and stuff like that, but it's hard. Yeah. Same. I think the winter was worse as well, just because of yeah. Winter it's like darker earlier. There's just not a lot of outdoor stuff you can do. And yeah, I usually have an active lifestyle, but yeah, there's not much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause who wants to be out you know, when it's like minus 40 or it's just miserable outside. Cause that, that's the thing. Cause at least like spring, summer, you can spend more time outside, you know, like you could sit in a park if you wanted to, but you don't want to do that in January. Just yeah. sit in a park and freeze no, sort awful. of thing, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and what about comedy? Have you, have you performed a lot? in the periods that we've been open? Yeah, I did a couple shows. I'm trying to think after the first lockdown, I had a pretty fun show at Buster's. I was just going kind of that shit crazy inside. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I just need to get out. Um, and like, I'm passionate about comedy, but I was like, I just need, it doesn't even matter if my friends are going to come and see me or if anyone's in the room other than just comics. I just want to, 
you know, kind of exercise that muscle of, of yeah. performing again. Um, I did a couple of Zoom shows early on and it was good to even practice saying my jokes and like a new, new transitions and stuff over Zoom. So right. even though Zoom shows aren't as fulfilling, there's still value in doing them, I yeah. think. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I agree. It's not like I like doing them, but if, if, if given the choice, do you want to do a Zoom show or a live show? Live show. <laughs> you know, I want to do the live show. But uh, yeah, there is, um, there is, uh, what's the word? Purpose, I guess. Like you can still exercise that. You can still get that performing performance fix from it and work, work stuff out and just keep that muscle working, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's better than nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I also I did swizzles a couple times in between lockdowns. I've kind of lost track of what <laughs> happened in each like reopening. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was it was still fun. Like I still liked getting out and doing things, and yeah, all that stuff that I miss. I, there's nothing more fulfilling than a full room at Yucks or Absolute, and I miss that so much. Yeah. Um, can't really get that back in these small open periods but exactly and it took um there's also an adjustment period like when things first open up in opened up in july with the reduced capacity like i know the first time i went to yucks with the with the reduced capacity it was so weird you know with like half the tables gone and spaced out and it was it was so bizarre but then we got used to it you know, where it was like, oh, it's full. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is our new packed room stuff. Exactly. Kind of this is our new packed room. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like that took, that took some getting used to. Um, but then, oh, shoot. Sorry. Okay. I should have popular. <laughs> the off. I usually do that. See, I'm all like scatterbrained. <laughs> You know, I don't know what's happening to, yeah, it's, it's too much isolation. That's the thing. I know. <laughs> it's too much, I feel too much isolation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never been alone so often in my life than this last year. You know, it's. I know. Yeah. This has been so weird and so isolating. I know one of my friends was mentioning that this is similar to how her maternity leave felt because she was just like alone with her baby and couldn't really go anywhere, Aww. even for groceries oh. and stuff. Like, oh my God. Um, yeah. Cause I, like, I always thought I was an, like, a, like a true introvert, but. I'm not as introverted as I thought, you know, because I thought, oh, I like being at home and I like, I like my, like my alone time and stuff, but this is, this is too much alone time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's and I'm much. the same way. I'm an introvert too. And I think we both do similar lines of work, like outside of comedy. Yes. And, yes. Like and even our comedy computer. is very similar too. Dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Dirty jokes on the computer. <laughs> introverts and then yeah, yeah also the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, you put us on stage and we're like, pussy! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Look Very at unassuming world. and then people are like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's the best part is it's so unexpected from us. Yes, yes. 
that's that, that yeah that's the best part for me when when you hear that like <gasps> and then they start laughing I'm like yes that's, that's perfect that's exactly what I wanted <laughs> but yeah no we do have a lot in common because we both uh you're a web designer yeah and I'm a web developer <laughs> I have no design skills whatsoever <laughs> but no I can make it work <laughs> yeah and like similar personalities and similar styles of of uh comedy and like personality and stuff like that so yeah we've got a we've got quite a bit in common (laughs) which is yeah for sure yeah and I felt the same way like I was an introvert so the start of the pandemic I'm like no problem work from home this is great I don't need to talk to people in an office (laughs) and then like I don't even know maybe one or two months in I was like oh this isn't really for me because if I had comedy every night would be great but being kind of locked in it's not as good yeah like yeah being locked in and like you're you, you're not allowed to go out you can't go out sort of thing that's the that's the that's the difference because I know like prior to in the before times as I call them it's like I was out a few times a week either performing or just attending shows mm-hmm. um and you know I go do the show or watch the show and then come home and then get ready for bed, get up early the next day, go to work. You know, that was my routine. And then, yeah, then it was all like, just like snatched away sort of thing. And it's like, okay, so it's me and my thoughts. That's not good. (laughs) That's not good (laughs) for too long. And the same thing, it was after a month, month or two months that I just sort of hit a wall. And I was like, I'm going to go nuts. Here, I'm gonna go crazy like I miss people sort of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly I never thought I would miss people me too so I never thought I, I would miss people you know because like I'm like yeah I, I'm not really into small talk and stuff like that um I just prefer to like observe and, and things like that and I figured oh lockdown quarantine is no it'll be no problem not true <laughs> not true. yeah Exactly. And like, I had some hobbies I was like chasing during lockdown number one. So I was doing some art and writing, of course, comedy and all sorts of stuff. But uh, that can only get you so far in a lockdown. And a pandemic. It's true. You can only do that for so long. I know. I hear you. I hear you. You know, and it was just like, like, what else? Like, what else can I do? <laughs> I need to do something else sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard, you know, and that realization got me. I was like, oh, I do need other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who am I even? <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Like what happened to me? <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, I think at least two years now. I feel like the last year with the pandemic has been a bit of a blur, like it's like sporadic, but uh, yeah. Okay. What got you started? Um, so I separated from my husband at the time and my own family kind of disowned me and it was a really vulnerable time. So I guess even my own mother, she's very mentally ill. She kind of shamed me and all these things told me my divorce wasn't funny and it wasn't normal. So I guess 
for me, starting comedy about six months after my separation, that was a way for me to kind of own the humiliation and the story around my divorce and like dating stories afterwards and that whole journey. Um, and to kind of, yeah, I just, I don't know, I felt so fulfilled and so revived from being on a stage telling that story. And then I also realized I wasn't so alone in what I was going through. So I met all these other comedians and people and audiences would come up to me like going through all the same stuff I was like oh this is so great I had no idea like you're just sitting there like yeah it was so cool oh wow because that's the thing it's very it's it's very um because I'm I'm divorced too like I've been divorced like a hundred years but it is very like people put a lot of shame on you you know, yeah. like, oh, you didn't try hard enough and all of this stuff. And it's like, you don't know what was going on in there. You know, <laughs> you have no idea <laughs> sort of thing. Exactly. And, yeah. And it's a hard thing to, to shake, you know, I know there's not as much stigma today, but there still is, there still is. Um, yeah. And like, I yeah, was raised I Catholic, have... so it was all like, oh, you're going okay. to hell and all this stuff. Yeah, I have some religious family too, so they just <laughs> did not say the right things. I was like, I just need to not talk to you for a little yeah. while here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's tough. That's hard. You know, yeah. like you aren't already having a hard time dealing with that, that you've got to deal with uh, those kind of attitudes, I know. Yeah, that was wild. And I just like didn't see the whole religious talk coming and stuff. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I was not ready for this. I know. <laughs> I know. Because I would have people who knew that we were separated ask me how he was doing. And oh. I would just be like, fine, he's fine. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, why are you asking yeah. me this? I know you know. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, that's so uncomfortable yeah it's it's just weird or people would ask me how he's doing I'm like I don't care I don't know you know yeah I don't know and stop asking me (laughs) yeah it tells you to have a clean break and not be like checking in on your exactly it's like why would I know like why would I care you know oh my god oh my god no it's awkward I know it's very awkward because the last time I saw Yeah. The last time I saw my ex was a very awkward situation. It was, yeah, a few years ago and it was in Montreal and I had gone to visit my parents. It was probably about 10 years ago. And so we had already been divorced like 10 years at that point. And I was in a part of town where his family didn't live. He didn't live. My parents weren't, didn't live in that area. My parents lived you know, maybe about 20 minutes away from that area. And I was crossing a random street and I looked and he's behind the wheel of a car at the light. And I was like, shit, I better cross. or He's going to run me over. That would be stressful. That would give me. Okay. So we're back. Don't know what happened. Uh, We got disconnected and had some technical issues, but. Hopefully the rest of us will be fine. You know, I'm okay. Everything's fine. (laughs) So what were we talking about before we got so rudely disconnected? 
by the technology hmm. gods. <laughs> I think we were talking about all the stigma and shame around divorce and kind oh, of yes, what you yes, went through yes. with your family yes. a little and similar oh, yeah. to mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I remember my mother saying, oh, you don't want that. I'm like, nobody wants that. Like, <laughs> I didn't marry him thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to he's my starter husband. Like, no, nobody, I don't think anybody goes into it like that. And it's like, no, I didn't, I don't want that. But if, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. One of us will die and it's not going to be me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I can't keep Doesn't going. Matter. And I remember my mother saying about my father, you think I got him like this? <laughs> like, oh, I know you God. didn't, but but I was like, dad's not a colossal asshole. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. That's the difference. Sometimes if it's just too mentally and emotionally draining, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was just like, oh, my God. So that took, yeah, that I think dealing with that for me, I don't know if it was the same for you. Dealing with all that fallout was worse than like the actual act of getting divorced. <laughs> Yes, I totally feel that. That's exactly it. The fallout of like your own parents and families, like aunts and uncles, like shaming you over it. Shaming you and making you feel bad. And oh my God. Yeah, that was worse than actually like going to court and doing the whole thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, now you expect like supportive family. So I find you're mentally prepped to go through the divorce with your significant other but you're not mentally prepped to like deal with your family kind of yeah and to to defend your 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 reasons you know like Mm -hmm. yeah because the thing is you don't have to go into detail with anybody about why you're making this decision you know and to have people questioning you and all kinds of stuff like like my ex was the type to get like he wants everybody on his side sort of thing so like I had to deal with that because he would call my friends and be like well she said this and she did that and can you talk to her my friends were like no (laughs) oh my god I had a similar experience where my ex Facebook messenger to all my extended friends and family so I was like and I was at work one morning and then I got flooded with messages from everyone I was like Jesus (laughs) oh my god that's awful I know. That's and then I messaged him because I was like, wasn't really talking to him. Obviously, I had moved out. I was just like, why did you do He's like, oh, I just lost it. And I messaged everyone. I was like, can you just not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Start somewhere oh else. <laughs> it's crazy. Because I remember he called one of my closest friends and like, gave him all the dirt on our relationship. And then that friend called me and was like trying to like reason with me. And I was like, I'm not asking you to take sides, but clearly it seems like you're on his side. Yeah, I am not talking to you about this. Oh, God, you know? that's the worst. Oh, it's the worst. And like when we used to argue, he would call my parents <laughs> mid argument to tell Ew. on me basically. <laughs> What a weirdo who does that. <laughs> I know, I know. And it was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just so many things. I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> and I've only like, I don't really talk about it on stage. And I think I've only yeah. like scratched the surface. I've, I've thrown in a few bits 
about like married life with him and like how glad mm-hmm. I am that I'm not with him anymore. But mm-hmm. I could do like four hours of just the shitty stuff. <laughs> just, just all this crazy shit and his crazy family. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I always <laughs> like say to myself, if I was in a happy, stable relationship, I wouldn't be funny. But then I see Dan Allaire perform and he has like this really good voice on stage where he owns his family life and his story and I'm like oh no that's actually inspiring (laughs) yeah exactly like there's hope (laughs) yes I know because like all my stories are like just like my dismal failures in relationships and dating like how like the pitfalls of like all the dating horror stories and bullshit and stuff that I've dealt with that's my act pretty much Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have any you know and then, you know, we had a meet cute and everything worked out and their sunshine, rainbows and puppies. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? exactly. I, have, I have nothing like that, you know, and yeah. And then I always get the like, why are you single? Because you're cute. You're funny. And I'm like, please don't ask me that. Don't oh. ask me that. Don't put yeah. me on the spot like that. <laughs> you don't really need to justify it to anyone. Also, yeah, like some people exactly. are just happy this way. <laughs> exactly. So I always just like shut them up with men don't like me. And they're like, what do you mean? Like men don't like me. They just don't. Okay. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. But no, it's, uh, yeah. And the thing is, I know like people always say, um, if you had a good model and stuff, I had a really good model of like a healthy relationship and still it didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work for me. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't have a healthy model. So I think now I'm like a bit more avoidant and having like my marriage fall apart and stuff and then having that like unstable upbringing. I'm like the perfect recipe for a comedian in in all those (laughs) senses. But uh, (laughs) yeah, because like my upbringing was pretty stable. Like it was it was pretty stable. And like the, the biggest upheaval was when my parents died that was like the biggest upheaval. And I was like 47 when my, when my father died and like 52 when my mom died. So I was like fully grown. Like they saw me grow up, get married, get divorced. They saw everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, it was just, I don't think it, I don't think it's in the cards for me. I don't think like a normal, healthy, stable relationship is in the cards for me. That's, you know, I don't like that, but it just, nothing seems to to work out so, <laughs> so yeah that that's that that's that that's it and I have a friend who every time she says this I want to punch her in the throat because she's like she's beautiful like she's stunning gorgeous successful and everything and she's like dating is so hard <laughs> I'm like really bitch <laughs> you know? like what's like what like what are your issues like too many viable options like I don't want to hear about it <laughs> you know? yeah no kidding you know? like you're talking to the wrong person you get no sympathy from me <laughs> you know? yeah. she's, she's everything I'm not and yeah. she's like it's so hard I'm like oh God. yeah I, totally I'm like, get I don't want to hear time. that you know <laughs> normal people like me don't want to hear that <laughs> not having it yeah it's not exactly exactly and like the apps I'm not comfortable with the apps and yeah so like my whole act is about it that's 
what it is. Just like I've been, you know, using the apps for like 30 years. <laughs> it's just been <laughs> deadbeat after deadbeat. After deadbeat. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like this is my future now. <laughs> it's just a point in- that I just, I don't even try anymore. Yeah. I just don't. Cause I'm like, this is a waste of my time and my money. Like, why am I here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is draining and it takes so oh, it much is. to get to like even a first date, it's like so much small talk or conversation. Oh, God. Yeah. And the, the things that, that drive me crazy is, you know, somebody would approach me and be like, hi, how are you sort of thing. So yeah, I look at their profile. I read everything. I look at their pictures. It's like, okay, it seems promising. I'm fine. How are you? What's up? disappears and I'm like <laughs> you contacted me <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, that's so strange it's so strange it's so strange and then I had a friend a friend of mine was was seeing somebody that she met on I can't I think Bumble or something and after like five or six weeks or something when things started progressing he was like, oh, uh, I, I'm not into, I'm not looking for anything serious. Is that okay? And she's like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> you should have told me this like six weeks ago. Oh, God. You jerk. That's a racist Like, that's something you say, like, at the get-go, like, right off the bat, you know? So at least yeah. the other person is like, okay, and moves on, or sure, I'm cool with that. And you proceed, you know what I mean? But yeah, you need th- you need to state your intentions from the start. <laughs> you know, yeah, at least no give a, the other person a, a you know a a, a a you know a chance to decide. Yeah, I'll pursue this or no, I won't. Yeah, you know? exactly. But. Yeah, I had luck with people being pretty transparent on like their intentions and stuff, which was good, but it doesn't always happen immediately. <laughs> um, but more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I also get like the curiosity factor. They're like, oh, I'm 31. Is that okay? I'm like, (laughs) not when you put it that way. (laughs) It just sounds creepy when you put it that way because it's like, I don't know, I'm not an amusement park ride or something. Exactly. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's just. Like I look young, so it's like people will approach me. Younger younger men would approach me because I look young, and that's cool. I'm fine with that. But mm-hmm. if that's the only reason you're approaching me is that you have some like thing with older, like some imagination like or some idea, it's like fuck off. You know? Yeah, I am exactly. not your fetish. <laughs> yeah, you're not like a bucket list item. Exactly, I'm not a bucket. Exactly, I'm not a bucket list item. Exactly, oh, like, did one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. And black. Yeah. And fat. Yeah. Three. The triple, the triple crown. You know? like, the freaking triple crown of dating, you know? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, I have the opposite where I have older men approaching me and then jokingly saying, Oh, you're 32. Well, I usually only date 25 and under, but I'll make an exception. But it's like, yeah, like oh, thank you. Like you're supposed to be all like happy and like blessed. <laughs> yeah. Just like this is weird. <laughs> it's very weird. It's very weird. And once I had someone, I had someone offer to pay my bills, just like just offered like 
I think it was like within the first or second message. Wow. And he was like, oh, I'd like to help you pay your bills and everything. I was like, no, thank <laughs> No. <laughs> that makes me very uncomfortable. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, some of, yeah, some of the stuff is just weird. Yeah, weird. so you were like, somebody wanted you as a sugar baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a sugar baby. <laughs> I feel like there's a website for that. Like, you don't need to go on dating. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there some kind of sugarbabymatch.com? Yeah, there is. I think there yeah. is like a sugar like, mama, sugar baby. There yeah. used, I don't know if this one is still in existence, but there used to be like, it was called Cougar Date. <laughs> so it's like women over 40 can go, you know, it's a dating site for like men, young men who like older women and older women who like younger men. Nice. <laughs> I feel like that guy needs. <laughs> Go, go to that site. Go to that site. Doing it wrong. Because <laughs> it's all in how they approach you, too. Like, I can mm-hmm. tell, like, within, like, a few sentences, if, if he's, like, interested or if he's curious. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell the difference. And if you're curious, just move along. I'm not interested. You know, I'm, I'm not uh, your bucket list item, as you said. Yeah. Because oh, you know? it's like, I, I wasn't born yesterday. Like, you think you're being sly, but no, I can see right through you. <laughs> like, you know? oh, my God. oh my God. But yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. And COVID hasn't helped my dating life either. So. No. Have you had any funny like distance park date stories or anything? Um, I had at the very beginning, like right before the, the weekend before the lockdown, um, I had been talking to two people. And so when I, I had, was on vacation, I was still like messaging uh, with them. And so one, we kept, we just couldn't get our schedules together to set a date to go out. And then the other one, we decided like spur of the moment, we'll meet for coffee on the Saturday. So this would have been like the 14th of March. So right before um we went into full lockdown. And so I met him for coffee, not you know, at a Starbucks, not far from me. Nice enough guy. All he did was like pick my brain about comedy. Mm-hmm. That's all he did. He's like, oh, I read on your profile. Cause I put it on my profile just so that it's not a surprise that why are you out five days a week? <laughs> sort of thing. Um, why yeah. can't you go out with me on Fridays? Like, cause I'm performing. So I have it in, in my, in my, um, in my profile. And he was like, Oh, well, some of my friends think I should do comedy. Like, oh, how God, do I I've get into it? So <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, write six minutes of original material, find an open mic, try it out. That's all mm-hmm. I can tell you. I'm not willing to tell you anything else. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you have to try yeah. it. You know, you write some stuff, find an open mic. And and do it. Well, where do I find this? I'm like, have you heard of Google or Facebook? <laughs> you, know, you can mm-hmm. find it there sort of thing. Yeah. So that was kind of annoying for me um, that it was just, he just wanted to pick my brain about comedy. And then the mm-hmm. other guy, when we finally were like, okay, I'm free tonight. Okay. I'm free tonight. too. <laughs> I remember I was, I was waiting for, I was waiting at a restaurant for friends for brunch 
ended up we were at the wrong restaurant. I was at a restaurant, like a, a branch of it near me, and they were at one downtown. Oh, damn. And yeah, so as I'm waiting for them, I'm messaging with this guy. <laughs> I'm messaging with this guy, and we're like, okay, cool. Tonight, tonight's good. And he's like, he is a photographer. And he's like, well, I'm working this afternoon, but he's like, I should be finished, you know, by six o'clock and yeah, we could meet up and everything. So I was like, great. So he's like, okay, I've got to get ready and stuff. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. And then he's like, do you want a preview? I'm like, preview of what? (laughs) He wanted to send me like shower pictures of him. And I was like, no, I'm okay. I don't want that. I don't want that. No, it's, it's fine. I don't want that. And he's like, you don't have to be such a baby about it. And I'm like, okay, just because I don't want to see your bits before I've even met you. That makes yeah. me a baby. So be it. I don't want to meet you tonight. Bye. <laughs> yeah, good he for called you. me a God. baby just because I wouldn't let him send me dick pics. You yeah, know, like you shower pictures. Me- <laughs> yeah, he called me a baby. <laughs> Oh my god! What's those guys <laughs> trying to send like video? Guys try to send me videos of their junk before meeting me. I'm like, I know necessary? that's the thing. Oh, and another one. When did this happen? This had to be. This was, I think, like November, de- like late November, early December, talking to someone, and I was like, I'm like still on the fence, sort of thing, and he said, "Can I send you some pictures?" And I was like, "Hmm." What kind of pictures? He's like, no, just to, you know, give you an idea of like who I am and stuff like this. And I was like, I'll give you my email out because he wanted to move it like off off the system sort of thing. And I was like, mm, I'd rather stay here for a little longer. And he's like, well, I can't send you pictures or anything from this. So I gave him my email that I use just for dating sites sort of thing. Nice. And that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just have like this dummy account that's just I just use it on on dating sites. So they don't have like my actual one and (laughs) so I get an email from him first saying hi I guess he's verifying that it's my email I was like hi and then he sends me a video and I was like "Ooh, I don't know about this it was a video of him he's holding his phone he's on the treadmill and he's just staring into walking on the treadmill just staring into the camera like it was (laughs) it was so freaking weird it was creepy he didn't say anything and it's not like he was like hey just want to say hi i'm walking on the treadmill said nothing and he's just walking and the angle he was holding it you could i could see his whole body as he's walking on the treadmill and he's just staring into the camera and i was like oh i don't like this (laughs) this is weird and i was like yeah so i was just like "Ooh, this is this is bizarre and then he and i didn't do anything and then he messaged me he was like did you get the video and i was like yeah that was weird and he's like haha what was weird about it i'm like you didn't say anything you're just staring into the camera and he's like oh it's just you know being funny and stuff and i was like in my head i'm like that's not funny that was like creepy as fuck like yeah that. so yeah so i didn't pursue that any further but yeah, it was okay, just weird. Right. He's just walking, <laughs> staring at me in the camera. That is weird. Yeah, I don't know if he thought he was this. being like mysterious or sexy or something, but it was neither of those things, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially when you haven't met the person. It's just like a weird, 
thing exactly because it's one thing it's like if you you know each other and like he's just sending you that to like drive you insane just to tease you you know Mm -hmm. but I don't know you (laughs) we've never met and you're sending me this like incredibly creepy video which if it was somebody I knew like if it was one of my friends that sent me that would be hilarious but Mm -hmm. it's just a little like it was jarring (laughs) from like a perfect stranger you know yeah no kidding I'm trying to think if I've gotten any weird media from people I've never met (laughs) god I don't think so just yeah, obviously I've gotten a full dick video, which I was I wrote a bit about because I was like, dick pics are out, guys. Videos. Dick vids are watching right now, just FYI. Yeah, not <laughs> a boring learning. old photo. <laughs> learning experience for me. We want movement and action. <laughs> yeah. And then I did some like park dates too, like last summer, I guess. And uh a couple funny stories so the one guy like I did video dates first and kind of shot the shit had a couple drinks at home and like chatted it up and had connection good conversation so we met in the park to chill and it was like supposed to be a picnic so I was gonna bring some food he was gonna bring some food so all he brings is a single pomegranate a pomegranate <laughs> yes <laughs> and no way to open it or it was a gift for me to like bring home with me and it was like a healthy antioxidant thing it was this nice gesture but he kept the bag so then I just had a single pomegranate and I had to put it in my back seat and it's just like rolling around my whole drive home (laughs) it was amazing and the next day he's like how was the pomegranate (laughs) I'm like I had to YouTube how to cut this thing I don't know (laughs) I don't eat like pomegranates. <laughs> I think it's no offense if you're in this. <laughs> He's like fruit. An awkward, weird, hard to open fruit that not many yeah. people like. <laughs> exactly. And he was in like shorts and a t shirt and was frozen. So he needed my coat like on the day. <laughs> I have like a sweater and a coat and pants. You have like, to give him your sweater. <laughs> super romantic <laughs> oh my god oh my yeah we god. didn't hit it off as <laughs> <laughs> i know in the middle of the summer i think this would have been like june mid-june or something um or wait yeah it was probably mid-june or something um i had spoken to this actually no it was like the end of april because i'd had a tooth removed I cracked a tooth. I was in a lot of pain and we had a video date, like our video, our first video date sort of thing. And I told him right off the bat, we had been texting before and I told him right off the bat, I was like, look, I have this toothache. I'm getting the tooth pulled tomorrow. I'm in a lot of pain. I don't really, I probably won't be able to talk for very long today. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No problem and everything. So we talked for a little bit. Um, and then I had the, like I had the, the extraction the next day and I remember thinking ah I'm not feeling it but I was like I was in a lot of pain (laughs) maybe you know that probably clouded my judgment and everything and so I was like okay let me give him another chance when I'm feeling better and so the next week we had another video date and like he had messaged me to see if I how I was doing and stuff like that so very sweet 
And so the next, yeah, I think it was like the next weekend or something, we did another video date and it was okay. It was all right. I was like, still not like, I got to meet this guy sort of thing. I was just sort of like, he's nice and everything, but I wasn't really feeling that much. Um, And I couldn't get a read off him. Like I could not tell how he was feeling, except when he was like, well, let's do this again, sort of thing. Um, So I remember talking to him for a few more times and I was like, okay, he's nice. He's nice. And then he kept suggesting, oh, we should go for a walk or we should go to the park or we should do this or we should do that. And I was like, okay. And I know some event was coming up that was like outdoors. We could have been socially distant and everything. And I was like, well, this thing's coming up. Do you want to go? And at that point, that's when he starts backpedaling or I don't know, is it safe? I don't know. I don't know if I should. And I was like, that's no, no problem. Take care. (laughs) And I left it at that because I was just like, Mm -hmm. this is too weird for me. (laughs) This is too weird. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I think those are, has anything else weird happened? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember. It's all a blur at this point. It's all a blur. Exactly. (laughs) But I know nothing in the last, like, I'd say nothing from since Christmas. I think it was all like from March until like November that all the like weirdness happened in between, you know, Yeah. <laughs> but nothing, nothing in the last couple of months. Cause I was like, I'm tired and this, this is weird. I don't want to do this. Same, <laughs> yeah. I like I'm done. <laughs> sort of exactly. God. Yeah. Because it always feels, it's all, it feels so hard. I'm like, wait, yeah. is it really this hard? Like, really? Am I making it more difficult than it needs to be? Or or is it just me? Like, am I just bad at this? <laughs> yeah, I find this is draining. Like, it's so much it effort to have a text conversation going with someone on top of, like, this virtual work at home and uh, yeah. virtual communication with your friends and family and just a lot to maintain. I know that's exactly. kind of a weird thing. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot to maintain. And then sometimes it's like, I just, I just don't want to, I just want to disconnect completely. I don't want to text anybody. I don't want to talk on the phone. I don't want to do anything sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah. But I just, I, I just, I just wish it were easier that it wasn't so, that it wasn't so time consuming and like draining and that it was more fun because I don't find it fun. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I think, for me, at least, I don't, I don't find the whole process fun at all. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, it feels like it's like, oh, it's another thing I have to do. You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't feel like, oh, who can I meet today? You know, am I going to meet someone cool? It's like, it's like, oh, who am I going to meet today? Fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what kind of weird shit am I going to dig yeah, up? Exactly. Or- what weird shit's gonna go down now this chat today (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. or what video bucket list am i gonna be on this time (laughs) yeah exactly it's true (laughs) what body part is this guy gonna send me a video (laughs) exactly or what weird what weird like fetish rule 34 thing does he is he going to tell me about, you know, you know, the rule, rule 34. What is the rule 34? Rule 34 know. is that if it exists, there's porn of it. Oh, 
<laughs> so anything oh, you boy. can think of that exists, there's probably porn of it. No. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> I know. I what a time. What a time. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, on the chat, we have uh, mm -hmm. Victoria Blair. She's a, uh, I had her on the show a few weeks ago and she's a comic out of Montreal. And I guess when we were talking about dick pics and dick videos, she goes, no one ever sends me dick pics anymore. I feel irrelevant. Oh. <laughs> you should be lucky. You should feel lucky that your eyes aren't being assaulted. <laughs> yeah. These unsolicited images. Don't get <laughs> oh my god because we don't want those you know you're we not exactly we didn't ask for them we do not want them <laughs> like don't <laughs> send them to us please stop you know yeah i think they think that because i'm sure any any guy if you send like a boob shot they'd be like cool boobs you know what i mean and i think they think we react the same way and we don't know yeah. <laughs> we're like ah <laughs> it's always just like I'm not ready for it like I'll be like eating dinner or something I'm like oh I don't like I didn't want to like, eat or something I don't know yeah it's true it's always a go shock. hand in hand <laughs> it's true and no matter when you get it's jarring every single time you're like you're not ready for it exactly <laughs> oh, gosh. oh my god but yeah, I just wish the whole dating process was was more fun. Yeah, I don't know if like speed dating would be more fun. I've never tried speed dating. I'm like not sure if that would be better or I did it a long time ago when I was in Toronto. I did it about I want to say like 12 or 13 years ago. Um I don't know if I would classify it as fun. It was like cuz I, I can't remember how much time you have, but it was just like a very finite amount of time. And just as soon as you start, you think you're getting into a groove with someone, ding, and they, they move on, you know? And then sometimes yeah, like, let's say it's three minutes. Sometimes the three minutes was like super fast. And other times it was like the longest three minutes of your life sort of thing. Yeah, I did it twice. The first one was, it was fine. Like I remember not feeling any way about it I wasn't like oh I hate this or oh I love it I was just like okay that was interesting um but the second <laughs> the second time I did it was probably a few years after the first time I I did it and um I signed up for like an activity it was supposed to be like a trivia night sort of thing and this particular organization had um like you could sign up for either like an activity night or if it was like things you have in common, like say, say you're Catholic and you only want to date Catholics. You can do that. If you're only, if you're Jewish, you only want to date Jewish people or they had different categories. So the one I did was just, it was just a general one with, um, we're going to do like trivia or something like that. So I get to the place and I remember there were like two, there were two distinct groups of people sitting and I was like okay that's odd and when I got, when I got there to register I remember the woman asking me are you here for the Caucasian dating and I went am I invisible <laughs> I'm like no 
does she not see me <laughs> sort of thing? And I was yeah. like, no, I'm here for the trivia night. And she's like, okay, just have a seat in any of these seats over here. So I was like, okay. So I go and I sit down and like behind me, it was a long table and there were about maybe a dozen people sitting there. And then I was in a different section with other people sitting around. And so right before the night started, the, the organizer said, okay, well, some people didn't show up. We have two groups going on and people didn't show up from each. So do you, does anybody mind if we like merge these two groups together and continue the event? And I remember like the group I was in, most of us were like, yeah, sure. No problem. Nobody at the, the table behind me put their hand up. And I remember I was like, that's odd. I didn't think anything of it <laughs> until a guy sat down next to me and was like angry and he wouldn't shake my hand. He wouldn't do anything. And I was like, what's your problem? And, he, and he's like, turned away from me. He's like, I didn't sign up for this. And I'm like, you didn't sign up for what? He's like, I, I signed up for Caucasian dating and you're uh -huh. here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't sign up for this you know, yeah. to be like, insulted by like a racist and he's like oh i'm not racist i'm like y you kind of are sort of thing so we just glared at each other for like three hours like for the three minutes you know because he wouldn't shake my hand he wouldn't talk to me nothing and he was rude to every woman that wasn't white in the room sort oh of thing God. so at the end of the event i went up to the ladies and i was like you got to be careful when you're like merging groups <laughs> because that group clearly did not want to be with us sort of yeah, thing. And I was like, so that guy was an asshole and everything. And they're like, Oh, we're so sorry. You know, you want to come back? I was like, no, I don't want to come back sort of thing. But yeah, that was kind of a disaster because they you just merged two random groups together. And, you know, it's like saying, Oh, it's a group of people with peanut allergies and people who love peanut butter. And let's just put them together. <laughs> you know, like a disaster is going to happen. Like nothing good will come out of that. <laughs> you know, no so yeah. So that was just like a nightmare. And I remember like I was really upset because he was like one of the first people. And he was like so like, like unbelievably rude that I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, he was just so mean and so rude. You know, oh and I was like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> and I've never done it since. I haven't done oh. it again since. Because I'm like, I, I can't. I can't. I just can't. Yeah, that would not be a good time at all. No, no. You know, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, this the whole, I don't know. It's like, I always feel like I fare better in person than online. But we can't meet in person. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm just hopeless. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. There's hope. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> There's no hope for me. It's it's over. It's over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> my my like my my fun my fun times are over. It's just downhill and death from now on. <laughs> you know, I'm over the hill and I'm like oh tumbling down God. the other side now. But yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. wish it was more fun. I wish there wasn't as much. There was just so much. I find there's just so much pressure, you know, and this is, it's supposed to be fun. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not. <laughs> 
exactly there's so much expectation and it's not as fluid as it should be I guess yeah yeah and it almost feels I don't know if you experienced this it almost feels like like you almost can't say what you're really looking for because you'll be like judged or you know that's like it's not cool to want to be with somebody it's not cool to want to be in a relationship and so you have to act all like aloof and like you don't care and stuff like that and I hate that I hate yeah I I also don't want to be like you know someone all up in my face clingy either but yeah I I have a hard time like meeting a guy that's a hybrid of like not too checked out but not too clingy I'm like somewhere in the middle like you have your a good balance of your own independence and yeah. freedoms and stuff your own hobbies and interests mm-hmm. exactly I, yeah, I I'm looking for that hybrid too and it's like I, I can't find it <laughs> I can't find it or, you know I haven't mm-hmm. found it yet or anything yeah yeah that it's like ideally in a perfect world I'd have someone on speed dial and it'd be like I want to see you come over and you'll just come <laughs> he'll just come we'll do whatever and then it's like okay you can go now thank you (laughs) till next time see ya and then he leaves and he does his own thing and he's fine and then (laughs) let's do something and he yeah just that's what I want ideally yeah (laughs) I think I just need a boyfriend at select times (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like not all the time not all the time just select times exactly the select times you know like when I'm doing groceries and I have a lot of bags scary that would be a good time you know yeah yeah agreed (laughs) but yeah I always I always dream that like just have that speed dial just pick up the phone and be our text or whatever it is and be like can you come over you know, it's time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, sure. It comes. And then he goes home after, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, okay, we're done here. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be yeah. ideal. That would be <laughs> ideal. You know, that's like, yeah, that would be ideal for me. You know, yeah I feel that just like a few days a week hanging out the rest of the time do your thing Mm -hmm. yummy shit you're going on so exactly exactly and he's always available when I need him (laughs) yeah no competing priorities exactly exactly yeah a few times a week and yeah that's all that's it that's all you know you know, like, I wish you well, I want good things for you. But in the meantime, it's like you come and do things with me. And then you go and do whatever it is you do. After. Yeah, exactly. The other you thing know. I struggle with a little bit is just being a comedian and dating. So that's always like a bit of a tension point is there's like there's a guy that wants to go to every single show. And you're like, well, like, I'm not gonna invite you to every single show because I'm not good to be around before a show. I'm like, getting my lines, getting in my head, you know, clearing my head so that I can remember my life on stage. And I'm not there to hang with my friends, really. I'm just like in the back of the room and people don't really get that. And then I've also met other types of guys that are like, oh, you can't write any jokes about me, like blah, blah, blah. And that's like, well, my jokes are all about my life and what I'm going through. And if you're part of that, then, you know, you're going to be in my material potentially, not by name, but like by 
illusion. Yeah, depending um, on your behavior, not by name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I find that's a little bit of a tension point too. Like it affects my dating life that I'm a comedian. It's kind of weird, but yeah. Cause I know last year um it was I started I was seeing a guy for a few months. It was just like I met him a few months after I started. So it was like, I started September of 19 and I met him. I think it was like November or so and saw him up until January. And he was like, he was supportive. Um, and I think he came to, he came to a couple of shows. I had invited him and he came to a couple of shows. Um, but it was the type of thing that, like he enjoyed it when he was there, but mm -hmm. he didn't talk about it after. No. Yeah. It was just, it was like, almost like I did this thing that didn't exist almost like it, it was weird. It was, it was really weird, you know, cause if I invited him to a show, he would always come, you know, so he came to a couple. Um, and then the, I think the last one he come to before we stopped seeing each other was uh, uh, yuck yucks. The first time I was at yuck yucks, he was there. And um, I had, like, I had invited people, I had other friends there. My sister had come from Montreal and stuff. Um, and he was fine with everybody. Um, but it was just weird that it's like, it was something like he didn't talk about. So I don't know if we had continued seeing each other, like how his reaction would have been, if it would have just been that same, like neutral thing, mm -hmm. or, or if it would have become an issue. Yeah, weird. It's I'll weird. never know. Like no, no reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he was like, he would be in the crowd, and he'd laugh and stuff like that. But then when we'd leave the club, he, we didn't talk about it. It was like we were coming from somewhere else. You know, we had been somewhere else. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. But he, he <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. So I don't know if he was afraid I was gonna like throw him in, in the, um, in my act, which I, I <laughs> haven't you know um but yeah it was strange it was strange like he was supportive and not supportive at the same time mm -hmm. you know Weird. supportive in that like if I asked him to come he would come he would go but beyond that he didn't really have much to say about it and I hmm. yeah so it was just it was different, <laughs> it was different. yeah that's a weird experience you know? To like not acknowledge that he was out yeah so not acknowledge that we were just so at a show that I was performing at yeah mm -hmm. yeah that or was... even any of the other comics yeah the... that's the thing yeah. that's the thing because unless I asked him like did you enjoy the show he wouldn't say anything mm -hmm. you know he'd be like oh it was fine it was fine <laughs> it was good it was good <laughs> like, oh, oh okay <laughs> very, yeah, weird. very strange yeah very weird so that was like really the first time I had dated someone as, as a comic. So mm -hmm. that's like my only real experience with, yeah. uh, with that, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I just, I just hope like my dating life improves a little bit <laughs> better than 2020 because 2020 was bleak. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. 2020 was bleak. I tell yeah. you. Lord. <laughs> yeah. It was not a good dating year. That's no, for sure. it was not a good dating year. Yeah. It was not a good dating year. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
So um, we should wrap this. We should wrap this up. Get get this wrapped up. Would you like to uh, play one of my silly games and answer some weird questions? Sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you could pick a number between one and sixty-two, and I'll read the corresponding question. Okay, I'll pick number seven. Number seven. Okay. If you could choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would you choose and why? Hmm. Great question. I want to say it's a Spice Girl song. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember the title of it. Oh, Spice of Your Life. Spice up your life. I love that song. Shake yeah. it to the left. Shake it to the right. <laughs> oh, <rah. laughs> um, hmm, how can I justify this? To you? Just because, because, because you like it. That's it reminds me of my youth. So. <laughs> I love the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Me too. I miss them. Yeah. If I could have a time machine, I would go back in time, like, meet them in this. Really oh, yeah. 90s I love the Spice there. Girls. Yeah, <laughs> 90s. Yeah, the 90s. Yeah, I love the Spice Girls. They were so cool. I love them. <laughs> okay, let's do another one. Okay. So another number. Uh, I'll pick 27. 27? Okay. <laughs> okay. Using a scale of 1 to 10, rate yourself on how weird you are. Hmm. I would say a nine. I'm pretty weird. I give myself pretty. a 12. <laughs> I'm very weird. I can be very yeah. weird. Even yeah, weirder. Like high. Pandemic. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, and I've gotten weirder. I think I went from like a nine to like a 12 in the last, <laughs> <laughs> over the last year. Yeah, That's my weirdness fair. level is like off the charts too. Okay, and let's do one more. Okay, um, I'll pick 36. 36? Okay, this seems like an, a, an appropriate pandemic question. How many days have you gone without showering? Hmm, I would say three. Not too bad. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I know when I was like in like a deep, deep depression, depressive state, I think I went like a week. And it's only when it started to bother me that I was like, okay, I'll take a shower. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know I went like a whole week and I was just like, like I didn't go anywhere. I was like a mess. It was gross. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It's good to take the time out that you need. At least you can do that. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, I know if like things were normal, I would never, I would never go that long. <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy to fall into like a funk during all this time, especially For like sure. working from home. You don't really need to be anywhere. Grocery delivery. Yeah, so I have my groceries delivered like all the time. I don't have to mm -hmm. go anywhere. It's true. Yeah, there's no <laughs> need to shower in the pandemic. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> exactly. I'm in my pajamas all day, you know, but I'm working. I feel like I'm still being productive because I am working, but. You know, I'm in my pajamas. I haven't combed my hair. <laughs> yeah. Struggle is real. It is. It is. And it's getting harder and harder. 
every time we go into like another weird zone, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was lovely talking to you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. So thank you so much for uh, joining me. Is there anything that you want our want our listeners or viewers to know like are you have any upcoming shows uh like online since we're not going to be able to do live for a bit (laughs) yeah I don't have any upcoming online shows but you can follow me on Instagram at creative Christabel and that's where I post my zoom shows when they do start happening which will hopefully be soon okay that's good Okay. Well, thank you so much again. Like, thank you for taking the time and I hope I see you live in person soon, you know, and like keep in touch if you want to chat or whatever, you know where to find me, you know, because I know the isolation is, uh, it's too much. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's too much. So yeah, feel free to contact me any, anytime. So, okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. you. So, Bye, everyone. Thank you. See you next time. So thanks, Christabel. Talk to you later. Yeah.